Welcome to the Eat Like a Mother podcast, where we take complicated topics surrounding hormones and metabolism and make them simple and applicable to your daily life as a woman. I'm your host, Casty Wellfell. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered to start taking radical responsibility for your health and lean into this body God created for you. Are you ready to eat like a mother? This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your physician before making any dietary or lifestyle changes. So today I want to shake things up a little bit and talk about nervous system regulation. And I mentioned this in prior podcast. I talk about it a little bit in my course, but this is a really big topic right now. You see a lot of people talking about it on the internet and I really want to dive into exactly what that means and how you can utilize some methods of nervous system regulation to better improve your fertility. So before we jump into talking about nervous system regulation, I want to take a moment to just define what I mean when I'm talking about regulating your nervous system and doing things to improve your nervous system function. So. The nervous system is actually a very complex system. There are multiple different parts of the nervous system. And so let's talk about what those different parts are, what they comprise and what they do. There are two main parts of your nervous system. You have the central nervous system, which is comprised of your brain and your spinal cord. And then you have your peripheral nervous system, which is comprised of all of the nerves that come off of your spinal cord in a nervate all of the different areas of your body. And these two systems work together. Now within the peripheral nervous system, there are two branches or subdivisions known as the autonomic and the somatic branches of the peripheral nervous system. The somatic branch of the peripheral nervous system is what's responsible for your voluntary movements. So muscle movements, any, anything that has to do with voluntary movements, eye movements, muscles, things like that. Now your autonomic nervous system also has two subdivisions of it. And these are known as your parasympathetic and your sympathetic branches of the nervous system. These are your automatic movements, things that just happen no matter what. You you don't have to think of these processes happening in your body. They just happen like digestion, sleep, different processes like that are controlled by your autonomic nervous system. Now, when people are talking about regulating their nervous system, they are likely talking about regulating between these two branches, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So your sympathetic nervous system is what is responsible for your fight or flight response. This is what kicks in during times of stress when your body perceives stress of any kind. And if you've listened to any of my prior podcasts, you know that our body views all stress as the same. So it doesn't matter if you're being chased by a bear or you're just under eating or not getting enough sunshine or whatever it is, your body views those stressors as the same. It does not make a distinction. It does not discriminate. Your parasympathetic nervous system is what's responsible for resting and digesting. This is what that branch has been nicknamed. You know, the things that are happening automatically that rest and restore and repair your body. So think of when you're sleeping, 
your body is doing a whole slew of different actions that are restoring and repairing your body. When you sleep, your body is detoxing, it's moving out stressors of the day, it's bringing you back to ground zero, it is keeping you centered, keeping all of the things going that need to happen when you are at rest. So like I said, when people are talking about regulating your nervous system, they're talking about regulating these two branches of your autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic branch. Where people start to see issues is when we are in a constant state of sympathetic function. And like I said, your body views all stress as the same. So when you are constantly in that sympathetic state of your nervous system, your body is constantly in this fight or flight response. It is constantly on the lookout for danger. And there are certain physiological mechanisms that happen to prepare your body for danger, like your eyes dilate and you become more aware, you become hyper sensitive to your surroundings. This is, you know, in the olden days, this would have been a really great development for the human body because it would protect you from danger. And again, where we see a problem is when there is a disbalance or a dysregulation between your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Because when your body kicks into that fight or flight response, when your sympathetic nervous system takes over, your body isn't concerned with all of the functions that are regulated by the parasympathetic nervous system. So think of your digestion, think of your mood, think of your cycle, all of these different autonomic functions that happen regularly without you having to think about it. Now, when your body is in that chronic stress response, when it is chronically in your sympathetic fight or flight function, then that's where you're going to see a slowing of all of these other systems. Because your body isn't concerned with digestion, it's not concerned with accumulating and absorbing nutrients, it's not concerned with your cycle when you are under stress. All it's concerned about is, like my old anatomy and physiology professor would say, getting you the heck out of Dodge, getting you away from whatever the present danger is. So what are some ways that you can begin to improve your nervous system function in order to help bring your body out of that sympathetic state of operation, move it back into the parasympathetic operation where your body is concerned with its resting and digesting autonomic functions. The number one thing that I would say to start doing is getting out in the sunshine daily. What we don't realize is lack of sunlight is considered a danger to our body. You know, years and years ago, no sun meant that we were more at risk or more vulnerable to predators. So by nature, at night, in the dark, our sympathetic nervous system kicks into action to keep us aware and ready to fight or flight in order to save us from danger. So darkness in and of itself is a chronic stressor on the body and lack of sunlight on your skin, on your bare skin, is a huge trigger to the sympathetic nervous system. So one of my top recommendations for helping to regulate your nervous system in order to improve fertility is get out in the sunshine daily as much as you can. Um, most people are going to have to build up a tolerance in the sun. So if you're not used to spending a lot of time with your bare skin out in the sunshine, um, 
you know, start slowly. Don't go and spend eight hours a day in direct sunlight. You're probably going to get a sunburn and that comes with its own problems, but start with some morning and evening sun. Build up your exposure outside during the day. Practice safe sun exposure is, is what it's termed, um, but get get that quality sunshine on your skin. That is a huge protectant towards the nervous system. Number two, the number two thing that I would recommend is grounding. And this is something that you can do while you are getting sunshine. And the, the topic or the concept of grounding has to do with getting your bare feet onto grass and getting connected to the earth. And when I first started learning about this, it seemed a little bit too woo-woo for me because I was like, well, that seems just like weird to ground and connect to the earth. But as I started digging in to the research and to just the philosophy behind it, connecting to the earth, getting your bare feet on the ground is like connecting to the electrical impulses that the earth is putting out. And again, it, it sounds woo-woo, but hear me out. Everything in nature produces energy, okay? Our our human bodies produce energy. That's why I talk about the metabolism. But plants and sunshine and grass and dirt and all of these things produce energy. Not to mention like the different minerals and things that are in soil that are in the ground that, you know, you have a very dense capillary network on the soles of your feet. Your your feet are very porous, so they absorb very quickly. So grounding and connecting to the earth helps to regulate your nervous system because it's centering your energetic output, your metabolic output with the energetic output of the earth. And this is just really calming to the nervous system. You know, when we talk about feeling grounded, that's where that term comes from. Feeling grounded is feeling at balance, feeling at center, and getting out in nature in and of itself, getting your bare feet, bare skin in nature is healing to your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And then the third thing that I would recommend is warm plunging. And this is contradictory to what is like the fad right now with cold plunging. Everybody's talking about cold plunging and getting in an ice bath and all the things. And the thing is, if you are a cycling woman, if you are a woman of reproductive years, whether or not you want to get pregnant, cold plunging is just a bad idea because cold plunging spikes your stress hormones. And yeah, you might feel really, really good after you get out because adrenaline and cortisol feel really good. Sympathetic function, as we've mentioned, feels really good. But... If you don't have a stellar thyroid function, like if your temperatures are not perfect, if you're not getting enough nourishment, if you're having any issues with your cycle, you know, anovulation, delayed ovulation, painful periods, all of those things, any symptoms whatsoever with your cycle, if you're having any symptoms with digestion, with any of your metabolic markers, then cold plunging is not for you because it will just trigger your sympathetic nervous system, it will trigger that fight or flight and that will continue to dysregulate your nervous system and thus suppress your fertility. So instead of the ice baths and the rush of adrenaline, opt for warm baths, warm, relaxing, even some Epsom salt baths. That's actually really grounding, really centering, calming, relaxing to your nervous system. If you look into traditional Chinese medicine and that practice when it comes to female physiology. They're all about warmth. Um, 
around the uterus and the ovaries and just the system as a whole maintaining warmth in order to maintain proper function. So think warmth when you are trying to regulate your nervous system and balance your hormones, regulate your cycle. Warm is healing. Warm is healing. So remember that instead of running to the next fad, slow down, think about the female physiology and think, okay, instead of cold plunging, let's do some warm, some warm baths. Okay. And the number four is going to be balancing your blood sugar. And I talk about this all of the time. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in every single podcast episode, but balancing your blood sugar, eating enough food, getting enough protein, carbs, and fats throughout the day. And what that looks like for you, what you might need is going to be different from the next person. So stay away from anyone that's preaching extremes because extremes don't do anyone any good you're gonna have to find a macro balance that works for you but once you start getting adequate protein carbs and fats during the day getting enough calories and balancing your blood sugar with each meal throughout the day that's going to help pull your body out of that sympathetic function because again Like I said, your body views all stress as the same and undernourishment, skipping meals, things like that is a trigger to the sympathetic nervous system. It is a trigger to fight or flight because what it tells your brain is, okay, we don't know when the next meal is going to be and so we need to utilize our resources well. So that's when you might see unwanted weight gain. We pack on fat. We pack on weight as saving for the next famine. Your body thinks that it's in famine. Famine is danger. And so you will pack on weight to keep you ready for the next famine because your body thinks, okay, well, we don't know when she's going to feed us next. So I should just save some extra for later. And your body gets smart with how it utilizes resources. But the problem with this is, yes, your body will switch into other forms of metabolic function. It will start breaking down fats and proteins and whatnot to create energy. However, you'll hear me say this all the time, just because your body can do something doesn't mean that it should. These systems, breaking down proteins and fats to keep your blood sugar up to keep energy production going by nature triggers a stress response triggers the sympathetic nervous systems triggers the release of adrenaline and cortisol in the body and these hormones these systems suppress thyroid function and if there's one thing you need to know it's that your thyroid is essential for healthy fertility healthy cycles reproductive health all of those things so if your goal listening to this podcast is to regulate your cycles, improve your fertility, get pregnant, stay pregnant, whatever it is, then we want to look at your thyroid and being in that constant state of sympathetic nervous system function, having a dysregulated nervous system is going to lower your thyroid function. So don't don't overcomplicate it. Don't fall for the next big thing, the next fad, the next supplement, whatever it is, the next expensive therapy. Most of the the things that I've recommended in this podcast, you'll notice, are absolutely free. It doesn't cost you any money to go be in the sunshine. It doesn't cost you any money to ground. It doesn't cost you, I mean, it, it costs you a little bit, but you know, it's a water bill. Uh, it doesn't cost you next to anything to take a warm bath, to balance your blood sugar. All of these things you can do for free. So before you jump to the next big thing, start doing these things because these will actually help to improve your nervous system regulation, help you to slow down and bring your body out of that sympathetic fight or flight response and back into its parasympathetic 
operations, which is where we want to be just on any normal given time. You know, the sympathetic nervous system is good and it has a place and it's very, very important in emergency situations. But what we have to start doing is training our body to know that's not an emergency. This thing that's happening is not an emergency. It's not an emergency that it's dark outside. It's not an emergency that whatever these minor inconveniences might be are happening. We want our sympathetic nervous system to kick in if we are being chased by a bear or if there's some kind of actual emergency, but we need to train our brain, we need to train our nervous system to know that the day-to-day stressors of life are not emergencies. And you can do that by doing some of these practices that will help keep you in that parasympathetic state of operation. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, would you mind leaving us a rating or review? I love hearing from you. So be sure to shout us out on Instagram and tag me at Cassidy.Wellfell and we'll be sure to shout you right back out. Let's get this message to as many women as possible. Until next time, friend.